Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 says this, and I'm going to read these, these, uh, these, these verses from John 10 and Romans chapter 8. We're talking about hearing the voice of the Lord, and the title of the series is, Can I, is, Is That You, God? And the title of the message today is, is Can I Get a Word? <laughs> Last week was, Can I Get a Witness, right? And today is, Can I Get a Word from the Lord? How many believe that one word from God will change your whole life? Yeah, one word from God will set you in direction. One word from God is really all you... You think you need money. No, you need a word. You think you need a husband or a wife. No, you need a word. You think you need a new job. No, you need a word. You think you need a raise. No, you need a word. One word from God will set, change the course of your life. And I'm telling you, I believe that you're going to hear from the Lord today. John chapter 10 Verse 23 says this, my sheep, would you read it with me? My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I want you to notice my sheep, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. He doesn't only lead us with his, he doesn't only speak to us, but he leads us with his voice. Some people don't believe that the Lord still speaks, but Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So would you just say, come on, all the sheep in the room, would you just say, I'm a sheep and I follow the shepherd. And that's right. And then Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans 8, verse 14. It says, for as many, read it with me, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Say it one more time. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Notice what a shepherd does. He speaks and he leads. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And then verse 16, it says, the Spirit, and here's how he leads, the Spirit himself, uh, in the old King James Version, it used to say, it would say the Spirit itself. But how many of you know that the Holy Spirit's not an it? Holy Spirit is a person, right? That's, he has a personality, and we have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Right? That's, if it was an it, you don't have a relationship with this bench that you're sitting in. You don't have a relationship with a water bottle. Oh, I love you, water bottle. You know, No, it's, the Holy Spirit's a person. He has a personality, and we have a personal relationship with him. So he says, the, whole, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so his spirit lives inside of our spirit, and we know that we're children of God. I want that to be the basis of our talk today. Father God, we open our hearts today to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we want to hear from you. We don't want to play church. We don't want to play spiritual things. We want to to know exactly how you're leading us. We don't want to be over-spiritual. We don't want to be under-spiritual. We just want to be the spirits you've called us to to be, to, to follow the voice of the Lord the Spirit of God, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen, amen. Hey, I want to tell you this morning, you know, everything in life that we we live and and that we operate in has systems. 
There are physical systems, there are um, planetary systems, ecosystems, there are computer systems, there's all kinds of systems. Like for instance, your body is, uh, we have body systems. We have the skeletal system, we have the muscular system, we have the nervous system. Um, we have digestive system, cardiovascular system, we have immune system, we have all these systems, but, and they cooperate, they coexist, they work all together. And the point is not so that we can go, I'm so aware of my skeletal system today, and my immune system is, oh, my, oh, my, my, you know, and, and uh, the, the, uh, the digestive system, oh, it's just, no, they somehow, you just say, I ain't feeling good, <laughs> Right now, it may it may involve those systems, and they're they're something one affects the other, but they cooperate and they coexist. So we have physical systems that we work with. There's also planetary systems. You know, one of the planetary systems is our solar system, and a planetary system is where you know it, uh, the a series of planets or planets would would rotate in motion around the sun or around a star. And we know that of ours, of the solar system, we have the sun in the day and the moon at night. And we have Earth and we have Jupiter and we have Mars and we have Pluto and all these other planets that we have, you know. When I, and when I was in school, we had nine. I think now they said we have eight. And then someone else said we had 10. I don't know how many we have. I read the other day that, that they found 30 500 at least identifiable stars in our system that they can just identify. Do you know God named every one of them? <laughs> named every one of them. And do you know that beyond our solar system, there are, there could be galaxy, millions of other systems that are out there, but they all operate. The rotation of the earth operates. If, if the earth was any farther away or any closer to the sun, we couldn't live here and sit here we're in, a ro we're in movement right now, but yet we're sitting here and nobody's falling off the bench because there's a system. There's ecosystems. Ecosystems is where plants and animals and weather and landscapes, they cooperate together. You're not sitting here and thinking about them. You just say, isn't that beautiful? Look at how, oh, there's a deer that ran across that field and, oh, there's a tree and, oh, look, there's a sprinkle and there's rain and there's clouds. There's all these systems that are coexisting and operating. Who put all that together? Well, God put all that together. There's computer systems. You know, the point of a computer system, in fact, how many, uh, <laughs> maybe it's not so clear uh, nowadays, but how many Mac people, Apple Mac people do we have in here? Okay. Okay, and then how many, um, I just call other, other, no, I'm, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding, no, but how many PC, how many PC or, or other, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, good, yeah, uh, you, you know, I used to be a PC person, and, and then, uh, you know, I, my computer kept breaking down and all that, and someone said, have you ever tried an Apple, tried a Mac, and so I tried it, and I thought, oh, now I can work on my work and not work on my computer, you know, I mean, it was just like, it just seemed to work, because I'm, you know, wanted to be simple and just focus on that, do you know the point of systems is so it can be simple, it's simple to you, but on the back end, it's complex, right? It's not that it's it's not that it's not uh, uh, that, that that it's oversimplified in the sense of that it doesn't work. In fact, it's, it's sometimes more complex so that it can be more simple to you. But do you know that the each one of these things cooperate? They coexist so that you don't have to think about that. I I, I know that. Um, um, recently, there was a computer system that one of my sons was looking at, and he uh, and and we reformatted the the hard drive, and then we uninstalled the operating system. But then we thought, 
he said, Dad, it doesn't have an operating system. Do you know what to do? So I said, well, I think let's just turn it on. Well, when you turn it on, the operating system is what. So I said, I think you need to do something external. And after a while, I just said, man, I don't know. You know, because there's something inside the computer shell that operates it. Do you know that in our spiritual life, there's something inside of this shell that operates it? And you may look at yourself in the mirror every day and think that's you. That's not you. You really are a spirit. You, you aren't your body. Much as you like your body or don't like your body, you're not your body. You're your spirit, right? As intelligent as you think you are, you're not your mind. You are a spirit. And there are spiritual systems, just like, just like there are systems in this earth that cause things to work, there are spiritual systems. And do you know that your mind and your spirit and the, the way God put us together, they're, they're supposed to operate to the place to where we just live life and, and it only helps to break them down and be able to, to differentiate that we're different parts so that we can identify where information is coming from and who is leading. But when the Lord says, be led by the Spirit, sometimes we don't even know what that means. Like, be led by what? By the Holy Spirit? Well, it's be led by your Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is leading your Spirit. So if you're led by the Spirit, your Spirit's leading I said, if you're led by the Spirit, your Spirit is leading you. What do you, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, that's why we're talking about how to hear from God. Because sometimes we, we, we're saying, I hear from God, and you say, I, I heard from God. I was walking down an alley, and I looked up, and someone told me, go to the right. And I said, that must be God. No, listen, what, we're just, sometimes people make up things if they don't know what how things work, but there's a real spiritual way that God leads us. And I just want to break down there. They, they cooperate. Sometimes they're meant to be indistinguishable to where you just say, I believe I heard the Lord. You're not really thinking about it, but when we break it down, we can really uh, begin to understand it more. I don't care how they, how it works. I just want it to work. That's how we live life most of the time, but there are systems. So we are spirits. Say this. I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body, okay? I am a spirit, so I asked someone to bring up this, this today. This is, this, is, uh, this is a person with a great haircut, okay? And um, yeah, look at that. So this is a person right here. You can tell that I majored in art in uh, college, and, and I failed, okay? Look at that. So this is a person right here. I don't want to start putting eyes because you'll start thinking that's funny. Okay. And this person has on the inside of them the core of their being. I know when, whenever we think heart, we think of a physical heart, but we have what's called a, a spirit on the inside. Okay. This person is spirit and the spirit lives inside of a person's body. Right. Okay. And then the person has this thing called a, a, a mind and a thing that has emotions, and this is our soul, and our soul helps to connect some of these dots. It works, it works, well, it looks like a big nose. It works with our spirits. This is our soul, and then we have our body, okay, our body. Now, our body contacts the physical realm. Our, our soul contacts, has contact with God and with people, but the spirit is what contacts God. God doesn't God doesn't speak to your body. God doesn't speak to your soul, your mind. When God speaks to you, 
He speaks to your spirit. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute. I'll ask him something. And sometimes it just comes as a thought. Well, that's true. It does come as a thought because here's what happens. God lives inside of, of your heart. He lives inside of your born-again spirit, if you're born again. He lives inside of your heart. And so your heart picks up on things from the spirit of God. Your spirit picks up on things from the spirit of God. And your spirit through your soul communicates things to your mind, communicates things to your emotions, and so that's why sometimes you go, I feel God. Well, you do because your spirit is cooperating. It's working with your soul, is working with your, your emotions, is working with the rest of you. The, the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. Now, sometimes we just say, you know, uh, we're, well, we're two-part beings. We're, we have an outside and we have an inside. Well, uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 4, it says this, the word of God is quick and powerful and separates, if this is your heart, on the inside, you have soul and you have spirit, okay? And so sometimes you think you're hearing something from the inside. You go, I know I heard it on the inside. Yeah, but did you hear it from your soul or did you hear it from your spirit? Well, how do you know the difference? Well, the Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, it's, it's the word of God that separates the soul and spirit. So when you put the word of God inside of you, you can begin to discern whether it's your soul or whether it's your spirit. Now, we interpret our body, our body language is feelings. I'm feeling, I'm just feeling good or I'm feeling bad or you're not led by your feelings. Why? Because you're not operating according to your feelings, right? Or your sight or any of your senses. Your, your soul, your intellect, Right? This is kind of like, well, man, I'm a reasonable person. You know, I just, well, that's good. And that'll get you through life on some things. But, but do you know that your spirit far supersedes your intellect? There are things that you'll pick up on in the spirit that your mind can't comprehend. There are things that you'll pick up, like for instance, where he says, and the peace which passes understanding. He didn't say it's hard to understand. He said, you can't understand. His, in fact, it says in the book of Isaiah, his understanding is unsearchable. I means you can't do a Google search on what's in God's head, what's in God's heart. You can't do it. So if, if you don't become, if you become body focused, body, it's important to take care of the body. If you become mind focused, right, um, then that's good. That'll get you through somewhere. But if you're trying to follow the Lord, then you have to get spiritually focused, Right. Just like you have to be consistent with the body, you got to exercise and eat right. Just like you're trying to get consistent with the mind, you have to read and learn and get better at things. The most important part of you is not the body or the mind. It's the spirit. In other words, if you only had one thing to focus on, you'd focus on your spirit. Why? Because that's how, you, that's how your spirit led. If you're not spirit led, if you don't pay attention to the spirit, then you'll end up following the body or following the mind in situations. And then you get in them and say, I thought God spoke to me, but it didn't work out. Why was that? Well, because you were head led. You were body led. You were feeling led. Well, I felt this or I didn't feel that, but you weren't spirit. Spirit led. It's the spirit has systems. We are spirits. We have a soul and we live in a body. Say it one more time. I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. When you die, your, your body is going to go into the grave. Right? When you die, your spirit is going to continue to live. It's going to continue to live. It says in the book of 2 Corinthians uh, 5.8, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 
To be absent with the body and to be present with the Lord. When you leave your body, when you leave, notice I said you, you're not a body, you live in a body. And if you begin to even talk that way, I live in a, in fact, some people say body, soul, and spirit. But do you know in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.8, it says, uh, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body. Notice the order, spirit, soul, and body. The way the Bible puts it together is the spirit comes first. Spirit, soul, and body. Uh, If you're going to be spirit-led, your spirit has to lead. Your spirit has to lead you. That's where the voice of the Lord speaks to you is in your spirit. Your, your spiritually understanding. Your spirit, your spirit picks up on things that your mind can't pick up on. Your spirit picks up on things that your mind doesn't even understand. <laughs> Let me tell you, your mind's catching up. Your body's catching up, but it's your spirit, uh, it can go fast paced. If you have to, if you're a person that has to feel, has to see, has to understand it first before you move on it, then you're going to be missing out on some things that the Lord has for you. Sometimes the Lord will tell you to do something and you don't get it. You don't understand, but you know it's God. And what do you do? You do it. And then you go, oh, I got it. I was talking to a person the other day and they were telling me, they were sharing with Tiffany and I that they were on their way to the airport with something and they had lost their license and they they'd put it, you know, had dropped it. They had to show it with something. They didn't have their license and they knew they couldn't fly, uh, you know, across the States without their license. And they... And they, uh, uh, they just said, Lord, where's my license? They panicked. They looked all through. There was a lady, she looked through all of her purse, everything, looked through her car, looked through her hotel room, looked through all these things, and then came back and just prayed about it. And she, she got a word inside of her heart that just said, just go to the airport. So they said, what are you going to do? Just go to the airport. And she looked, and she couldn't find it. And she said, but I just got this word, just go to the airport. She said, she, to make a long story short, she told us the whole thing that God was speaking to her about something and trying to get her attention about something. But when she got to the airport, she got up and they said, do you have your license? And they said, oh, I've checked through it. I just don't have it. Somebody else already checked my purse. But when they unzipped this one little thing, there was the wallet and the license, but it also was something else that the Lord was dealing with them about. And they stopped and said, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry about it. See, let me tell you. Your mind would have never have comprehended that. Your mind would have just missed the flight. There's times, there's situations where I've heard where someone said, in fact, maybe it's happened to you, where someone said, I just sensed I was supposed to leave the house 10 minutes late or a few minutes late. And then they left the house late. And then right afterwards, they realized that right before them, there was a big accident that happened. Well, were they going to get into an accident? I don't know, but I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out. I think the Lord tries to tip us up on, uh, off on things a lot more than we realize. Don't you? I think the Lord tries to, I, I'm a, I'm a, I believe I'm a good father. I try to be a good father. And he's a much better father than I am. And I think that he wants to tip us off on things and tell us. He doesn't want to just, us to just walk through life and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and say, well, I guess that was the will of the Lord that I got into a crash today. Well, I guess that was the will of the Lord that I lost this today. Well, I guess, well... I think that the Lord wants to tell you, most of the time, the Lord wants to tell you ahead of time. Why? Because he wants to tip you off on on those things. So our spirit picks up on things. And um, we're answering the question today, how do you hear from God? How do you hear from God? It's kind of our spiritual OS system, operating system. Uh, The first week we talked about um, that God still speaks. God still speaks. And I talked with you about Samuel learning to discern the voice of the Lord. 
Week two, last week I talked about, can I get a witness about the inner witness? It's the primary place I believe that the Holy Spirit speaks is, is down on the inside in this still, small, just a sense from the Lord, a knowing from the Lord. Not even a voice from the Lord, but a knowing, the, the sense that I know from the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit and my human spirit. In fact, would you uh, put that scripture up in Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 16 again? It says, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit. How many spirits are there? There's two. And what, what, when it says bear witness, uh, you know, it's like in court, you walk up and you testify and then you have a witness come alongside and say, yeah, that's right. That's, that's exactly what I saw too. And that's what the Holy Spirit is confirming things on the inside in our spirit. He's bearing witness with our spirit. Can I get a witness is we need to trust the witness of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I think at least two or three times this week, we were making some decisions around church. We were praying about it, and we just stopped and prayed about it. And I said, what's your sense? What's your sense? What's your sense? And they, you know, I sense that we all had the witness in our own hearts of what we're supposed to do. But also, we, we sensed it was the witness of the Holy Spirit, and we made some big decisions on things. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't hard. Why? Because we had a witness of the Spirit. You know, in the book of Acts, that's the way they operated, too. They didn't always hear this big, booming voice from God. They, they had a sense of the Holy Spirit. They, it seemed right to them. Um, his Spirit leads your spirit. Now, in the Old Testament, we talked about last week, in the Old Testament, they had the prophet, the priest, and the king. And no one else could operate in those roles, the prophet, the priest, and the king. No one else, the laity, so to speak, the, the, the regular folk, couldn't, couldn't operate as the prophet, priest, and king, priest, and king. So they had to go to the prophet, priest, and king about everything. They had to find a prophet. They had to find a king. They had to find a priest to try to find out what God wanted to do. But today... Uh, in the book of Acts, Peter said, this is what Joel prophesied. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. He didn't just say it was limited to these. Old men will see visions. Young men will dream dreams on my men's servants, on my maid servants. I'm going to pour out my spirit. And now we, when we were born again, we were born again of the Holy Spirit. And we all have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. So now today in the New Testament church, the way the Lord leads us, is not through prophets, priests, and kings. Is not through, and we went over it last week, not through. The Lord's not leading through open doors and through fleeces and through rolling the dice and through, uh, I don't know what to do, you know, so I guess I'm just going to ask 15 people and get the best word and whatever, or I'm going to apply for 15 jobs or five jobs and whichever one opens up must be the Lord. No, 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 that's not the way the Lord leads. The way the Lord leads now according to New Testament scripture, is that our spirit is born again. His spirit lives inside of our spirit and his spirit bears witness with our spirit on what is right and what is wrong on the inside. So we have a witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside. We're not led by happenstance, but we're led by the word of the Lord. And then today, I wanna to talk about the word of the Lord. What's the difference between a witness and the word of the Lord? What's the difference between getting a witness in your spirit and the word of the Lord? Well, let me tell you what's the same the same is that the Lord communicates to the same place. The Lord communicates to your spirit, okay? He's communicating to the same place, but how he communicates, uh, you know, again, it's like breaking down these systems. How you communicate may be a little different. Quite honestly, you know, you, you, there, there's three primary ways. One is a sense from the Lord, or one is an inward witness. Sometimes with, some people would say it's the voice of your conscience, it's on the inside, I just know that that was wrong or I know that that was right and my spirit's reborn. Other times it's, it's the word, still small voice, and you get a word on the inside like, hey, 
don't do this, don't do that. Just something on the inside. A lot of times that's the voice, it may be the voice of your own spirit speaking to you. Well, how did my own spirit know that? Well, because the spirit of God lives inside of your own spirit and he's picking up on things from the Holy Spirit. And then other times there's this authoritative voice, right? Like I'll tell you, moving to Memphis, that was an authoritative voice. It was something that I told the Lord, Lord, I don't just need a sense. I don't just need a still small voice. I really need to know that you're calling us to this city. I really, sometimes that authoritative voice will come when there, there may be troubled waters ahead and you're going to need to know it's the Lord. You know, but I'll tell you, as you grow up, think of your own kids as they're getting out of the house. You don't need to tell them, oh, it's time to go to the bathroom, Johnny. Oh, it's time to go get, get an oil change in your car. You know, now that you're driving, oh, it's time to do this. You'll tell them at first, but eventually you want them to grow up to where you don't have to tell them everything. Do you know that maturity in the Lord, the Lord doesn't have to speak to you every single little thing about everyone. You, your own spirit like you're, you're, gets to understand things because he's been around the spirit of God enough to just have a sense. And you may think it's God talking all the time, but a lot of times it's your own spirits on autopilot talking. And he's telling you things and coaching you on things and helping you with things. And you might say, God said, God said, well, maybe God showed your spirit, but your own spirit's showing you things. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, it says, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord or the light bulb of the Lord or the, the spotlight of the Lord. It's searching all the inner depths of his heart. So what's happening? The, your spirit on the inside knows you and picks up on things of the spirit of God and your spirit will coach you through life. It'll lead you through life. Your spirit will help you to get through things and situations in life. Uh, I like to, what's the difference between the, uh, the witness and the word? The witness is sort of like the, the stop, the red lights and the green lights. You come up and you have the red lights. Hey, it's time to stop. And you stop, you know, you're driving a car and the green lights, it's time to, to go, right? But the, the word is sort of like a navigational system, Right? You're not just led and say, okay, I want to go from here to, to Beale Street. And uh, how do I get there? And you go, just start driving. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, I have a red light. I have a green light. I have a red light. No, I need to know, do I turn right? Do I turn left? What, you know what? Because otherwise, I mean, it's sort of like when, <laughs> as a kid, you play that game where you're like, okay, um, Mark, I hid something. And I'm going to show you right where it is. And you go, okay. And you, how are you going to tell me? We're going to play the hot and cold game. Right, and you, you, and I hit it. Where, where is it? Somewhere in the church. It's somewhere in the church. Okay, ready? Just walk, and you walk. I'm hot, hot, cold, cold. That's sort of like you would, you, you would be with your sense. Is you get a red light or a green light, you get a flag on the inside. But how many of you know? Sometimes you need direction. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna be looking for your keys all day, right? You need direction. You need to know direction, and that's where a word. Uh, a word comes, the voice of your spirit or the voice on the inside. It's, can I get a, a word? So the witness is a knowing, but the word is a clarification. It's like a navigational system. And then sometimes you, if you get too far off with those navigational systems, turn right, turn left, and then you miss the turn, turn right, turn right, go forward, you know, turn left, and then, it's, and then it'll stop because you realize, oh, I missed the turn, and it'll go rerouting <laughs> it'll reroute you you know sometimes your spirit will reroute you and you say well that's not the way god told me to go yeah because you went the wrong way <laughs> you, you didn't take the shortest way what's the shortest way obedience what's the shortest way humility 
What's the shortest way? Just humble yourself and do what God told you to do. Be slow. Bible says, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Listen to this. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Your ways are how to get from point A to point B. Like, like in other words, if, again, if I was going to go from here, here down to Beale Street, uh, the navigational system wouldn't say, go 300 feet, make a right. Go one mile, make a left. Go 400 feet, make a right. Go through, and I'm driving and I'm like, I can't remember all that stuff. See, it doesn't help you for God to give you four steps ahead. You won't even be able to focus on the next step. What do you need in the navigational system? You need to know that, first of all, that navigational system has a plan, and you just need to know the next step or two. So sometimes when God's telling you, you're like, well, I'm not going to move till I see it all. And God's like, well, then you're not going to move. Because that shows you don't trust me. Trust in the Lord and listen, in all your ways, and he'll direct your steps. He didn't say he direct your ways, he'll direct your steps. Your lamp is, word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Sometimes God just gives you the next step. And yet he's got in his navigational system, so to speak, where you're going. So you just have to trust him uh, to do that. So a witness is a knowing um, uh, a word is more of a directive, a directive. Um, let me tell you, let me ask you this. The word, uh, the term, a man of your word. When someone comes and says, we're talking about a word from the Lord. And they say, I want you to be, uh, or, or I'm looking for a person who's a man of their word. What does that mean? It means their word is, and their life are synonymous. Their word and their follow through are synonymous. They're a man of their word. Let me tell you, God's not just trying to give you a word to impress you. He's trying to, he's, he's trying to give you truth. He's trying to give you reality. That's why sometimes the word is not a word I wanted to hear. Sometimes the word's a corrective word. <laughs> Who the Lord loves, he corrects. And just like the son in whom he delights. You know, I love my kids. I hate to correct my kids. I don't like to correct my kids. But I'll tell you, if I love them, I have to, right? If I love them, I have to. Sometimes people don't correct their kids because they want to be liked. I want my kids to like me. Well, they'll like you today, but they'll hate you tomorrow. Why? Because you, you cared so much about being liked that you didn't tell them the truth. <laughs> right? So who the Lord loves, he corrects. Sometimes it's corrective. Most of the time, I don't think it's corrective. I think most of the time, he's leading you and guiding you and directing your steps according to the plan that he has for you. So a man of your word, what you say is what you'll do. The word and the man are synonymous. I love uh, Numbers 23 where he says, God is not a man that he should lie. <laughs> liars. <laughs> it's like God saying liars. I'm not a man that I should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Right? See, when God, God tells you something, it's in line with a lot of other things. A lot of other people's lives, a lot of things with your life, a lot of follow through. God, God has, he's not just giving you a little, little word like the latest thing on the press to impress you. Let me give you a headline that'll make you happy today. No, God's speaking truth to us. God's word is truth. God's word is congruent. <clears throat> in fact, Jesus, you know, in John chapter one, the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then John 1, 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus was not only contained the word, Jesus was and is the word of God. Also in John 14, 6, it says, uh, 
I am, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Notice, Jesus validated himself as when I speak, it's truth. It's not just true. Here's the difference. True things can be true today, but they're not true tomorrow. Truth is unchangeable. That's why what you really want to go after is truth, not true. Not just is it true today. People can fudge the lines, but truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. Jesus validated the Father when he said, um, in John 17, 17, he said, Lord, sanctify them. Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. See, he validated Father God by saying, your word is truth. Notice the word and the truth go together. And then he validated the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16, he said that when the spirit of truth speaks to you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when the spirit of truth, he'll guide you into all. See, it's not just words he's trying to get to you. It's truth. It's reality. And have you ever heard the term, sometimes the truth hurts? It doesn't always hurt. And I'll tell you, if you'll follow the truth and make the adjustments and repent where you need to repent, the truth won't hurt you, right? The, truth, the truth's not meant to hurt. The truth's to get you out of hurt. The truth's not to get you into hell. It's to get you out of hell. It's not to get you in, into the circumstances. It's to get you out of the circumstances and to lead you forward. So if you need a word from the Lord, I'm going to give you four quick points. Number one is this. Four quick points if you need a word from the Lord. Number one, start with the truth. You have to start with the truth of the word of God. Would you take notes on this if you can? Start with the truth of the word of God. The word of the Lord must be in line with the word that you sense or hear. It must be in line with the truth of the word of God. You can't be a man of the spirit and not be a man of the word. I don't know of a person who's a man of the spirit or a woman of the spirit is not a man or a woman of the word. Why? Because the word doesn't take you away from the, 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 the really what the Lord's saying. You have to remember the one who wrote the word was the spirit through people. These are the spirit's words. These are the spirit's letters to us. So the spirit, it's not God or spirit. It's Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you are spirit. And they're like, it's not the word, I'm a person of the word or I'm a person of the spirit. No, it's, it's, the person of the word is the person of the spirit. So you have to start, if he's going to speak to you truth, he's going to speak to you something that's in alignment with the truth of his word. It must be in alignment with the word. Galatians chapter one, verse eight, Paul, through the Holy Spirit, writing to this church, he said, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. What is he saying? If words come and they're not in alignment with the word of God, let me tell you, there is no other words that you're going to receive that are going to take away or add to this Bible. This Bible, it is written. It's closed. You're not going to add a chapter to it. It is what it is. So when God speaks to you words, it's going to be in alignment with the truth of the word of God. Matthew 8, 18, 16, Jesus said, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, and it says it actually five or six times in the word, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. In other words, sometimes people can make doctrines by just pulling one scripture out of the word and saying, well, the Bible says this. Yeah, but 
in, in context of what that's saying, and also if you look at this scripture and this scripture and this scripture and this scripture and this scripture, it's not really saying that. Right? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So in other words, words that come from God, they have to be established. They have to be backed up by the word of God and, and other things. Uh, a pro, I remember hearing this one, this one person, about this one person, he was given a prophetic word, you know, in church one day. He said, oh, I, the Lord says to you today, uh, he says, uh, I know you're scared. Sometimes I get scared myself. And we say, well, wait a minute, God doesn't get scared. You know, that person's just trying to, he, maybe he got a word, but he, but, but he added to the word. Can I tell you, when you get a word, just stick with the, don't make a word a sentence. If you got a word, give the word. Don't make it a, a sentence. If he gave you a sentence, don't make it a paragraph. Share what he shared and let the interpretation be the interpretation. I think sometimes people get a word and they mess it up with the interpretation. The application of how that, that applies. <laughs> Another guy, I remember walks into, uh, he was in church one day, he said, oh, I just, to, today, the word of the Lord. Is there a bill? There's a bill in here. Is there a bill in the house? Bill, bill, bill. Is there a bill? There's a bill. Anyone has a sibling named Bill? Sibling. Father or mother named Bill. Is there anyone who has a father and mother named Bill? Father and mother. Anyone know anybody in their life who's named Bill? You know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes the reality of it is, is people can try to, you, do you know it's okay just to say, I missed it? I missed it. People who give words and prophesy and don't ever say they missed it, I miss it. Do you ever miss it? Yeah, I've missed it, you know? Or, or, I, or I've, I, I thought I'd missed it. I've said it and I thought, well, maybe I missed part of it. But can I tell you, it's important to stay humble when you're hearing from the Lord. Why? Because if you have to fight, no, I don't miss it. It's me. It's my word. And you don't, then you'll, you'll end up compromising the truth of the word of God. We have to be humble and come back and say, let's start with the truth of the word of God. Somebody say amen. Number two, number two, check for the witness. Check for the witness of the Holy Spirit. Check for the witness of the Holy Spirit. Is that what God's, not only is that what God said in his word, but is that what God's saying? Is that what God's saying to me? Check for the witness of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, start with what you already do know. Uh, it's like I mentioned uh, trying to find my keys. If I'm trying to find my keys, I was talking to Mark and I said, Mark, I need to find my keys, okay? I need to find my keys. I don't know where my keys are. Well, what would I do? Someone would say, well, do you remember the last place you were when you, uh, when you left them? And I'd say, oh, yeah, I think I was sitting on the couch when I left them. Well, I'd go check the couch, right? I'd, I'd, I'd go back with what I do know. I wouldn't just say, no, I'm not even gonna check anywhere. I'm just gonna let God speak exactly to me. No. Some, I mean, come on, go back to the, go start with what you do know. Check for the witness of what you do know. Is it in the car? Were they, were, were they in the kitchen? And go there and, and, and try to get a sense. I mean, I, I've found things so many times just, be, just by praying in the spirit, to be honest with you. I just stopped and said, Lord, would you remind me? Oh, I can't remember. I've had a lot of things on my mind today. Can you remind me? And I've just got to, 
I've just got a sense, you know, hey, go open up the glove compartment. And I thought, glove compartment? What's that? And I realized, oh, I was getting the car washed or something, and someone took something and threw it in the glove compartment. Well, how did I get that? I wouldn't have known that. It's just I had a sense on the inside, right? I, I went with what I did know, or I went and, and, and went. You know, you're, you have to stay humble when you're hearing from the Lord. You can't be in charge. Do you know that when you're led by the Lord, you're not leading? He is. If you have to be the one that's always leading, you're going to be having a, have a hard time being led. So you have to, it, maybe you have a sense, you know. Sometimes I've, I've had a sense, I don't know if you have, but where you've been in a store or you've been at a place and, and, and something like that guy needs prayer. And you just stop and say, hey, uh, man, I want to say, I feel like an idiot stopping and telling you this, but are you doing okay today? Well, I'm doing good. Why? What's going on? Do you need prayer for something? Why do you ask me that? And I just say, I, you know, I don't know. I was just going down. And I just wondered if you needed prayer. I actually this morning was saying if there's a God, you know, that's happened to me multiple times, multiple times. So just the still sense, small voice of the Lord. And it wasn't just a stop or go. It was a stop and he highlighted a person. He highlighted a situation. Uh, I'm up on a, a, a situation and uh, I remember, remember one in particular that I said, do we go with this? You know, we got some bids on some things. Do we go with this, this, this? And my sense was, we're going to go with this, but wait. Don't have the conversation for a couple of days. Just wait on it. Let them bring it up. Well, you know, it saved us some money. <laughs> How many of you know we didn't only get the right person, but my impatience wants to say, I want to go execute that today. If I know it's the Lord, I'm going to get it done today. Get her done today. I don't want to waste any time. You know, sometimes the Lord's saying it's that person, but it's next week. See, God doesn't only have a, a, a way, he has an order and a timing. And I think more people miss it with timing than they miss it with, you know, with other things. They know it's God, so they step out on it before they let God show them the strategy. Heard someone say, if God ever speaks to you about something, make sure to stay in his presence long enough to get the strategy. Sometimes we just want to get the plan and I'll get the strategy. But listen, you don't only need him for the plan. You need for him for the strategy to get accomplish the plan. Because if he doesn't, unless the Lord builds the house, Psalm 127 says, the labor, they labor in vain who build it. Come on, is the Lord speaking to anybody in here today? Yeah, just with that little thing. That, listen, it's not just the plan, it's the strategy. So check for the witness of the Holy Spirit. Check. Again, his spirit. Right here. Where does his spirit live? His spirit. This is my spirit. His spirit bears witness with my spirit. Right in here. Right on the inside. His spirit bears witness with my spirit. His spirit is leading and guiding my spirit right here on the inside. So, uh, and, and um, that we're the children of God. And really, he leads us in every area of life. So start with the truth of the word. Check for the witness. Number three is this. Ask God exactly what you need to know. If you have a witness of the Lord, but you really don't know what the next steps are, you don't really know what to do, ask the Lord. James chapter one, verse five says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him do what? Ask. Say the word ask. 
If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and God will give you the wisdom. Uh, In the book of Samuel, we read about King David, who was a man after God's own heart. I love this verse. It says in Samuel 23, 2, it says, David inquired of the Lord, saying, should we go attack the Philistines? The Lord said back to him, go and attack the Philistines. But David's men said to him, "Uh, look, we're afraid against the armies of the Philistines. And it says in verse 4, then David inquired of the Lord again, once more. How many of you know God doesn't mind you coming back and double checking? <laughs> hey, I, 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 uh, I know you said to go attack the Philistines, but like everybody's afraid. Are you sure we're supposed to attack the Philistines? Yes, go and attack the Philistines. Listen, if you're not sure, go ask again. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. I believe seven times I read in the word where David inquired of the Lord, inquired of the Lord. Well, he should have known what to do. He's a king. Yeah, but he needed to know what the Lord, the Lord was leading, where the Lord was guiding. And many, many, many more times he inquired of the Lord. I'll tell you what I like to do. If I have, if, if I'm confused about something, I like to write out my questions, write them out. I just get up in the morning. Usually first thing in the morning, my mind's really clear and I'll just write out question number one, question number two, question number three, question number four, question number five. Sometimes I get up to 10 and I just stop and I pray over each one of those and I pick the most important one or the one that comes to my heart the most. I pray over it and I think about it. I open up my heart, open up my mind. I begin to think about it. And you know, sometimes, I mean, just within seconds, right away, something that could be the biggest problem, I know exactly what to do. And I just write it down, do the, actually I flipped over to my task list and say, do this, call this person, submit this, check on this, fix this, look there, (laughs) just something right away. But write down those questions and watch if the Lord won't little by little answer those things. Sometimes he'll answer them all right away. And sometimes uh, he'll show you right where you need to know. I know that there was about when you need to know. I know that it was about, I think it was about in March. I was doing that, and I was standing in my kitchen, and it was about 5, 5.15 in the morning or so, and I was asking the Lord, I said, now, Lord, why aren't you answering me about this? Why aren't you answering me about this situation? And I just got nothing. I'm not going to make up something. I just got nothing. I prayed for a little while longer. Sometimes I'll pray for 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes I'll pray for an hour. Just pray in the Spirit. Lord, tell me. Show me what to do. I didn't get anything. And finally, I said, Lord, I need to know. I need to know what to do. And I mean, and I know it was the voice of the Lord down on the inside. Not, I didn't hear some audible voice. Down on the inside was just like this. He said, boy, <laughs> sound like, kind of sound like my dad. He said, he said, boy, I'll tell you what you need to know when you need to know it. If I'm not telling you something, just go on and move forward. And, and, and you know what I realized? God didn't need me to stress out about that. He's intelligent. I'm intelligent. When I need to know, he'll tell me what I need to know. I'm not going to miss it. And I kept rattling the Lord about it. You know, sometimes your kids do that. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. And you look at them and say, you don't need to know. You You need to know what you're doing right now. You're not even doing what you're doing right now. Let me ask you, what's the last thing the Lord told you to do? That's what you need to be thinking about. Sometimes, well, I'm not hearing from God. Well, what's the last thing he told you to do? Do that. Sometimes you find the voice of the Lord. You find the the word of the Lord in the last thing he said. Go back and do what he told you to do. Choir of the Lord. 
So number one, start with the truth of the word. Number two, check the witness. Number three, ask God exactly what you need to know. I'm not in general lies, but David said, should we fight the Philistines? Sometimes you need to say, should I do this? Ask God loves specific questions. I'm convinced of it. And number four, um, bring it to spiritual leaders to confirm and to and application and to apply uh, provide application to confirm the word and the application. Why is that? Well, I know sometimes people every once in a while someone will come to me and say, "Do you have a word for me?" And I say, "I don't." Trust in the Lord with all your heart. There's your word. But do you have a word for me on on this? Uh, I, I know you were praying for me. I was. But do you have a word for me? I don't. I'm not going to make up a word. If I started making up a word, the Lord wouldn't trust me. The Bible says not to do it. Now, sometimes someone will come up and say, I was praying about this, and I wanted to know, what is your sense about that? And I say, well, you know, as you say it, in my heart, I think you're right about this, but have you thought about this? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Now, why did I know that? Because I'm wise? No, it's because it says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 17, read out of the NIV, it says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden for that will be, that wouldn't be a benefit to you. In other words, it doesn't bless you to cause your leaders to be frustrated. Now, let me, let me just pause right here and say for a second, I know that there's a lot of people who've been hurt by leaders. That by, by even abused in the sense of, I'm not talking about physical abuse, but I mean by authoritarians who want to be in control about everything. If you're going to buy a car, you better come ask me. If you're going to buy a house, you better come ask me. If you're going to buy, if you're going to buy you know, a new toilet because yours is broken, you come ask me. So that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Leaders are not supposed to control you. Leaders are not supposed to be authoritative over you, be lords over you. No, but there are leaders over you. In fact, the Bible says, be submissive to those of you who are over you in the Lord. Well, if you have a problem with authority, if someone being over you, then you're going to miss the blessing of coverage, right? You're going to be out in the rain without a, without a, a tent. You're going to be out in the rain without a covering and it's going to rain on you. Why? Because I don't like a covering. I don't trust a covering. I've had a covering that's leaked on me before. <laughs> well, then think you stay out in the rain. But the reality, is, the reality is, is sometimes you get a word like, let me just give you a for instance. Uh, kids. Kids will sometimes get a sense, you know who they're covering is? Their parents. And I don't know what it is. I, I don't know other than experience. Sometimes my kids are praying about something and they'll, they've come and I don't have kids, any, you know, all kids anymore. I have teenagers and uh, adults and and uh, they'll come to me and they'll say, Dad, I was praying about something. And I don't know why. I just, sometimes I just know exactly. And I'll say, what, here's my, usually my first question. What's your sense? What do you sense from the Lord? Well, this and that. And most of the time I'll say, I think that's right. Yeah. I just, I get the same sense. I think, that, think you're right on with that. And sometimes I'll go, yeah. But if you, you know, the application on that, if, if you, have you thought about this? And they'll go, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm not trying to lord over them. I'm trying to help them to hear the Lord. I'm trying to coach them to hear the Lord. I only got a few years to be able to do that, right? They, they may not ask me later on. 
So while they're here, I'm going to try to coach them how to hear the Lord. You know, the same thing with people. Sometimes people come up to the congregation and say, I'm praying about this big thing. What do I do? And I say, well, let me just give you, as you said it, I, I, three things came to my heart. Well, why did they come to my heart? Because I'm wise? No, because God's given me oversight. And some, for some reason, there are times, not every time, but there are times that I have spiritual oversight. Why? Because I have a responsibility not only for my own life, but for your life. I, I'm, I'm going to stand before Jesus for your life one day. Wait a minute, where does it say that? Well, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2, Paul said, do this so their work will be a joy and not a burden for that wouldn't be proper to you. No, no, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 3, 2. It says, you yourselves are our letter written in our hearts, known and read by everyone. What is he saying? And there's other scriptures right along this lines that I don't have time to go into, but listen, I have a responsibility before the Lord for my own children. I have a responsibility before the Lord for areas of your life. But I can't take responsibility, and we can't take a responsibility, and people won't take a responsibility if people don't trust leaders. So listen, if you've been hurt by a leader, not for my sake, but for your sake, trust leaders. I know that when we, uh, I, I, I was definitely, positive that we heard from the Lord to come to Memphis. But you know what I did? I went and I sat down with my spiritual leader, Tiffany's spiritual leader, who, who happened to be my brother and sister-in-law, and I submitted to them, and I said, I just wanted to know, do you think this is the Lord, or, or do you think we ate some bad pizza last night? <laughs> I said it just like that, and they said, didn't, we didn't see it coming, but as you're saying it, we just get it. Our spirit bears witness. This is the Lord. Why don't you go check it out? And as soon as we got here, you know what we got here? Walked around the city. We put our feet on the ground and the Holy Spirit just on the inside. I mean, confirmed the word. Said, this is home for life. This is home. Well, how did I know? Well, I submitted. I didn't control. If you, you can't be led by the Lord and lead the Lord. You can't lead the witness. In court, right? You're leading the witness. Stop. You're leading the witness. You can't lead the witness of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we want to we want to get in there and tell the Lord why he should do what he's going to do. I'm just going to tell you that's ridiculous. I've tried it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I'll tell you another thing that we do is Tiffany and I, any major decision in our lives, uh, I'm not, I'm, in a sense, I'm, she's, I'm under her authority. She's under my authority. In a sense, we're submitted to one another, the Bible says. Submit to one another. Any major decision, there's been things where I've come and said, Lord, I'm not going to do it unless you... Uh, confirm in her heart to do it and she said well I'm not sure about it okay or she said the same thing I'm not sure about it and I've just waited on it and I'll tell you what many times <laughs> I've thanked God that I, I, I waited on it why because there's something about submitting that word of the Lord to people that you trust and then last of all is this move only as far as your faith listen move only as far as your faith you may think that the Lord's leading you out to this, but you only, you know, five steps ahead, but you only really have faith for number one. Move to number one and stop. Stop. Romans 12, 6 says, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. You may have prophecy, but do it in proportion to your faith. It's not just the prophecy, it's your faith. See, it's not only the Lord leading you, but it's have you possess that and caught that on the inside and do you believe that God's going to not only lead your steps but provide for you through all five steps well I, I got two of them well then go up to number two well I don't have any of them yet well then wait on the Lord 
I know he's directing me, but I don't have a sense that he's directing me now. Well, then what should you do? Wait on the Lord. For how long? As long as it takes. Could be forever. Well, I don't understand it. Yeah, that's... Trust in the Lord with all your head. Lean not with all your heart. Lean not on your head, right? Your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. Kevin, would you... Would you just do this? Would you just stop and ask, bow your heads and... I want to ask you, do you need a word from the Lord about something in your life right now? Would you just stop right now? No, don't, don't move around. Just, I'm going to dismiss you in a minute. But would you just stop and ask the Lord, Lord, what are you leading me? What, what, what are you, what, I need to know this. I've been praying about this. This is unsettled in me. Maybe there's something that God's already spoken to you that you need to step out and operate on. Would you, would you just humble yourself and repent of that right now and say, God, I missed it. That was a lack of believing you, a lack of not trusting you. Would you show me what to do? Just show me the next steps to take. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.